0: Is the Healthy Families podcast, and I am your host Jenny Hatch. I read yesterday that Dr. Rochelle Walensky is out at the CDC. She resigned, and some of us are wondering which drug company board of directors she's about to be welcomed onto. Is it going to be Pfizer, one of the others? Who knows? Or maybe she'll be hired as an expert on one of the cable shows. All I know is I just finished listening to this podcast with Steve Bannon and Naomi Wolf. And Naomi's organization at the Daily Cloud has just published what they call Report 69. Pfizer and the FDA knew in early 2021 that Pfizer mRNA COVID vaccine caused dire fetal and infant risks, including death. They began an aggressive campaign to vaccinate pregnant women. Anyway, I'm going to share some clips from this show that Steve Bannon did yesterday with Naomi Wolf. But first, I want to share my story of what happened around the H1N1 vaccine rollout in 2009, because it's relevant to the conversation. I had been doing some research on that vaccine that was about to be deployed worldwide during a level six pandemic. And if you'll recall, they wanted the pregnant women and children to get the shot first. I was really curious about this. So I started reaching out to other vaccine activists and scientists. Why do they want to hit the kids? And to my horror, realized that there were elements in the H1N1 that would cause spontaneous abortion. And so I started blogging this. Decided to organize an event at the Denver Capitol on Good, uh, no, not Good Friday, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, in November of 2009. I invited all the top vaccine researchers and activists to come to this event. I sent out press releases to all the local and national press, print and media companies, letting them know this event was going to happen. They all ignored my plea for <laughs> coverage. And this was funny to me because at the time, you know, the, the press would cover anything. They'd cover some dog walking business or some activist who's out there voting for the change of the color of some community street sign. You know, they're on it. They're covering it. But this, this vaccine that's about to be deployed on the world that has potential implications for genocide. Now, nah, we don't want to cover that. That's, that's too much. Don't have time for that. So I was thrilled when Dr. Leonard Horowitz and his partner, Sherry Kane, stepped up to be the keynote speakers. We had some other local activists step up, a chiropractor and a dad of a vaccine-damaged child stepped up, and they all spoke. We had about, oh, 50 people show up, and the only media that showed up to cover the press conference after the event was We Are Change Colorado. Those guys were great. They interviewed Dr. Horowitz on the steps of the Capitol. And he did a great speech and did a wonderful press conference. And then we all went home. And the side of the story that I don't talk about as much as the actual event is how Sherry Kate and I decided to name the names of the people who hoisted this particular vaccine on humanity. And what Sherry found doing research her and Len together realized it was a lot of media moguls who were at the heart of this vaccine who stood to make the money off of the patent tied to the H1N1, and that they formed a partnership in New York called the Partnership for New York City. And this was the the ring of people who stood to not only make the money off of the vaccine, but they were also the ones pushing it the hardest. And this was people like Thomas Glosser and Rupert Murdoch and the House of Windsor, which apparently this morning had quite an event with the coronation of a certain someone as the new king. And there were others, top of the list, Anthony Fauci. And what we did is Sherry and I yelled out the names of these people who were hoisting this particular vaccine on humanity that was going to be a depopulation event around the world, which in fact it was. Very soon after the vaccine was deployed, you started hearing stories of moms getting the shot and that day they had a spontaneous abortion, a miscarriage, the baby dropped. Or it would be a week later, or ten days later. Some moms reported that they felt the baby stopped kicking once they had the shot, and then come to find out the baby had in fact died, even though they may not have had a DNC or an abort or the baby come out till a couple weeks later. So I started gathering all these stories and publishing them on my blog, making videos of the testimonials, and just sharing the, sharing the news, trying to help moms get, get informed. Don't get this shot. One of the most interesting stories tied to it is that Rupert Murdoch's mother, Elizabeth Murdoch, who hails from Australia, was very good friends with Elizabeth of Windsor, the Queen. These two mad Elizabeth's were the ones who were really at the heart of it. And I've come to find out that there is this thing about women, their capacity for evil appears to be more devilish and more evil than sometimes what we see from men. And it was these two grandmas determined that there were just too many people on this planet of ours and they wanted to do something about it and so the royal women's clinic in australia was in fact where they conducted the trials for the h1n1 vaccine and this elizabeth murdoch the mother of rupert murdoch owner of fox news gatekeeper to all that is evil on the planet I think even more evil than George Soros and some of the crowd over at Davos tied to the World Economic Forum. These are evil people, and they have hell to pay for what they've done to humanity. So this event, the H1N1 vaccine rollout, was a precursor to what we see now with the COVID vaccine and the many, many lies that we've been told over the last three years, but really over the last few decades. About what the goals are in terms of the vaccine campaigns. And Naomi Wolf in this interview with Steve Bannon, she nailed it. She just said what was what? She said it's a feature. It's not a glitch. This was the plan. This was the goal. They they wanted to they wanted genocide it. They want depopulation. They want mothers' children to be killed in the womb, and those mothers not able to get pregnant again. They want to sterilize the fathers and, and they think this is, this is mighty and noble work, this depopulation agenda. So here is a 30 minute clip from Steve Bannon's War Room show where he invited Naomi to come share the latest. If you will click over to her Daily Clout article, which I put in the header, you can read the report yourself. And the researchers, thousands of them who have conducted this research on the Pfizer documents, which were supposed to be hidden away for 75 years, you were not supposed to see them till almost the end of this century. But because of a judge saying, no, we're not going to let you do that, Pfizer has been compelled to release this data. And the folks at Daily Cloud have been deconstructing it and they have now written a book. It's a top seller on Amazon right now the Pfizer reports, it's available for you to purchase if you want, or you can go read it for free at the daily clout. I would encourage you to listen closely to what Naomi has to say. And for someone who's been a long-term whistleblower on these topics, who's paid a heavy price for my willingness, willingness to speak out, my partner and friend and sister, Sherry Kane is dead. Heavy, heavy prices for those who speak out loudly about these things. They're all heroes, every single one of them. But here's Naomi, yesterday.
1: This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going to medieval on these people. I got a free shot all these networks lying about the people the people had a belly full of it I know you don't like hearing that I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that but you're not gonna stop it it's going to happen and where do people like that go to share the big line MAGA media I wish in my soul I wish that any of these people had a conscience ask yourself what is my task and what is my purpose if that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
2: Is it safe to get vaccinated while you're breastfeeding? It absolutely is safe to get vaccinated. So I would say if you are thinking about getting vaccinated, there is no bad time to get vaccinated. Get vaccinated while you're thinking about having a baby, before you're thinking about having a baby, while you're pregnant with your baby, or after you've delivered your baby. There is no bad time to the fight against coronavirus. The World Health Organization announcing today that COVID-19 is no longer qualified as a global emergency. The WHO does note, however, while the emergency phase is now over, the pandemic is not, noting recent spikes in Asia and the Middle East. Here at home, we're learning today that CDC Director Walensky, led the U.S. response to COVID under President Biden is set to leave at the end of June.
1: Okay, welcome. You're in the war room. It is a Friday, 5 May in the year of our Lord, 2023. Let's bring in Naomi Wolf. Uh, Naomi, uh, tell us what happened today. I'm confused. Did the head of CDC, did she resign? Was she fired? Is You know, we don't believe in conspiracy theories here in the war room. But there are no coincidences, Naomi. WHO said the pandemic's over today. Next week, on the 11th May, I think it's Thursday. The White House has been forced to, as you know, take off the emergency measures. Was she going to leave anyway, or she get she gets shoved out the door, ma'am?
2: For sure, this has all the hallmarks of her getting pushed. Very abruptly and aggressively out the door. I mean, if people are going to be used as part of the showcasing of what an administration is proud of, um, they don't get an, a press release with no advance notice, no round of adoring articles and features. Um, abruptly, you know, from the from the president himself announcing that she's leaving. Uh, if this is something they were going to campaign on in twenty twenty four they wouldn't boot her so unceremoniously. It's a very short turnaround. Um, and there's a, even though they're taking all the boxes of, yes, she's really, you know, served her country at a, you know, very scary time. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of icy compared to the embrace that, uh, people who are seen as a benefit to a re-election campaign as opposed to a liability
1: um are no no, no. this 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 sort of been a, you've messaged you, you've been a top political consultant they would have done the sunday shows they said she's gonna leave you know she's leaving at the end of june this is so terrific we all love her it was kind of right. curt naomi wolf you've been you've this is a big scalp for you you've been on this one from the beginning why why no why did she particularly trigger and what not emotionally but your movement uh daily clout Children's Health Defense, the people that have been at the leading edge of, I would say, vaccine hesitancy or full knowledge, uh, mm-hmm. consent, informed consent movement. Why? Almost more
2: than Fauci, mm-hmm. the good doctor. Why was that, ma'am? I mean, I wouldn't say it's emotional at all. I think that because she's a you know, a sort of an affluent suburban mom with a nice haircut, she really got a pass. And she's actually a mass murderer. Um, So I think that she hasn't been held to the fire. There's a lot of kind of justification and and kind of exoneration of her preemptively. Um, But that has to come to a crashing halt. I, I do think it's a scalp. You know, I, I try never to take undue credit for the work of the volunteers in the War Room Daily Cloud collaboration with these thirty five hundred experts going through the Pfizer documents. But this timeline is is stunning what preceded her abrupt, unceremonious departure. And by the way, you know, when we're noting that she's kind of being booted, according to the hallmarks. One thing you don't see is, you know, J.P. Morgan Chase or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation declaring proudly that, you know, she has a next role uh that that they've rolled out a red carpet for her with. Um, so a lot of a lot of things are missing. It's it's sudden. What happened on Sunday, this past Sunday, our very own Amy Kelly, um, whom we now refer to
3: as the amazing Amy Kelly, uh, the War Room Daily Club Pfizer Documents Project Director. I got bumped
0: out of my own room. Hey, Bill, you wanna say anything before I go back to the recording? Somebody doesn't like what I'm talking about. How you doing?
4: Hey, we got something to celebrate, that's for sure. Um, Uh, No,
0: no, we we have to wait and see if she gets put on the board of directors for Pfizer as the top contributor at MSNBC. (laughs) this is how the game is played
4: yeah that's true um well you know that i i did put in a link in the chat children's health defense fund regarding the world health organization pandemic tree vote along with the international health regulation amendments and andrew bragan there's an embedded video of the mp out of the uk who who brought that to the P- parliament and the uk for a debate um but I don't want to take away what you're doing. You know, maybe if you want to come back to that later or. You know, yeah. You,
0: well, I, you know? uh, I got bumped out of my own room. So somebody's, somebody's playing with my phone or the calling app. So I thought oh. I'd take a little break and bring you in. What, what did it sound like? Did I just go quiet? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody bumped me out of my room. So this huh. is important information. You know, when they start censoring that um, I'm sharing something that's vital and important for everybody, anybody who's planning. To have a baby over the next few years mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. this information you need to read this new book this new report you can read it for free on the daily cloud website so thanks for sharing the links if you want to share anything else this is about 20 more minutes of her with steve bannon and i'm going to play the whole thing because okay. it is just vital information but stick around because i'd love to talk to you once once it's finished
3: yeah, sure. all that's right that's thanks great. bill
2: yeah I'm amy kelly um, who we- We now refer to as the amazing Amy Kelly, uh, the documents project director and our COO stayed up all weekend going through the latest tranche of documents released by this, um, the, the FDA, uh, through this court order that you're all familiar with. And in this latest tranche released in April, there is the most stunning document of all the documents I've brought to your attention and the Posse's attention in this year in which we've been doing this together. This document led to Report 69, and basically what I'm going to tell you is it's a bombshell, and I'll go into the details if you like, in which it became clear that Pfizer knew by April 20th of 2021 that Babies had died or been severely injured, uh, both through their mom's vaccination and through lactation um, from their moms, if their moms were vaccinated, that babies sustained... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang
1: hang on, hang on. Give me that one more time. You're saying two years ago, essentially, in April 2021, on 20 April 2021, they knew, they knew what specifically?
2: they they knew that the vaccine led to um, extremely high levels of spontaneous abortion and miscarriage um, and also injuries to the babies, adverse events in over 54 cases of, quote, maternal exposure to the vaccine. But this also includes before they were pregnant. You remember in that clip Dr. Wilenska is saying it doesn't matter when you're vaccinated, before you get pregnant, while you're pregnant, after you're pregnant. This document shows that Pfizer and the FDA knew, and thus the CDC knew, that even exposure before you're pregnant, and remember elsewhere in the documents, Pfizer defines exposure as inhalation, skin contact, and sexual intercourse with a vaccinated male. Right, even before you're pregnant, that can lead to the outcomes in this book, including 21% of these moms and babies, these babies sustained spontaneous abortion, 51, abortion one, abortion missed one following the vaccination, um, fetal tachycardia, heartbeats above 180 beats per minute, uh, six premature labor, labor and delivery cases, two newborn deaths. Um, Extreme prematurity was one cause of death with pneumothorax, which is the the air leaking out of the tiny baby's uh, lungs and collecting between the lung and the tiny baby's chest wall. And also newborn severe respiratory distress was the cause of another death. And this is exactly what my interview two years later with California midwife, Ellen Jasmine, uh, confirmed that she's seeing newborn babies who seem fine, but they have pneumothorax. They go home, they're in respiratory distress, their tiny lungs are leaking air. So this document in the Pfizer documents calmly noted that babies were being damaged and murdered in the course of the vaccination. Additionally, this document notes that 19 percent or 41 out of 215 of the babies in Pfizer's records exposed to the COVID mRNA vaccine via their mother's breast milk were recorded as suffering from 48 different categories of adverse events. And here you have a chart like the chart I called to everyone's attention about menstrual disorders, where Pfizer just calmly, in this mangala like way, scientifically lists all the horrible ways they're torturing tiny babies through poisoned breast milk, pyrexia, fever, infant irritability, diarrhea, illness, suppressed lactation, breast milk discoloration, infantile vomiting, lethargy, pain, peripheral coldness, agitation, angioedema, the swelling of the face, tongue, larynx, abdomen, arms, legs, hives, cough, dysgeusia, uh, dysphonia, um, eyelid blearing, droopy eyelids, swollen lymph nodes. These are tiny babies, skin exfoliation, their skin peeling off, vision blurred. This is from nursing their moms with their vaccinated moms. You just heard Michelle Walensky say, it's fine to breastfeed your baby if you're vaccinated. She knew about this. She knew that the babies had died um, from their moms being injected. She knew uh, about this quote, skin exfoliation, infant irritability, um, that we don't know if this baby survived a nine month old infant, rash and urticaria a day after exposure via lactation. Um, we don't know if that baby survived. Uh, baby developed a rash after breastfeeding. The t- that baby's re- recorded as not recovered. An eight month old infant experiencing angioedema, swelling of the lower layer of skin and tissue just under the skin or mucous membranes. One day after his mur- nursing mom received vaccination, um, the outcome was unknown. We don't know if that baby survived. Two cases reporting illness after exposure via breast milk. A three month old infant developed an unspecified illness and required hospitalization for six days post exposure via breast milk. And that infant was marked as, quote, recovering. So we don't know if that infant ever recovered. Um, so. This was signed off on. All these dead babies, all of these spontaneous abortions, this 51% adverse outcomes, these 20% of babies suffering from nursing from vaccinated moms. The knowledge that the cause of this was exposure even before pregnancy. The knowledge that Pfizer defined exposure as like as inhalation, skin contact, sexual intercourse with vaccinated males. This went to Rochelle Walensky. Three days later, I just have to tell you this, she issued a press conference out of the White House with this in hand, these dead babies in hand, this report, and told the women of America that it was safe and effective and that she recommended that they receive this mRNA vaccination if they were pregnant.
1: Hang on one second. I want to play that. Can we, Denver, uh, can we play the clip again? Let me, let me see it again.
2: Is it safe to get vaccinated? while you're breastfeeding it absolutely is safe to get vaccinated so i would say if you are thinking about getting vaccinated there is no bad time to get vaccinated get vaccinated while you're thinking about having a baby before you're thinking about having a baby while you're pregnant with your baby or after you've delivered your baby there is no bad time
0: does that so i'm going to pause this just a sec to share a little anecdote My daughter is expecting her first baby. It's going to be a little girl. When she went in during the first trimester, the time when it's the worst to have any exposure to anything for the baby, she was offered a COVID vaccine from her obstetrician. So this information's out there. People are talking about it. The studies are being exposed. But it has not yet shaken down to the local doctor's and the pregnant moms themselves to say, hey, we don't wanna get this shot while we're pregnant. This just happened last month with someone I love and a baby who's coming to our family. Thankfully, my daughter declined the shot and good for her, but her obstetrician, a woman, did not unduly pressure her to get this shot. But to say that this information coming out into the public sphere Is having an impact on what's happening in doctor's offices? No, that hasn't happened yet. And it needs to happen yesterday. So here's the rest of the interview. Steve Bannon with Naomi Wolf.
1: You you referred to her, and I realize, um, you know, you're Yale educated. You have a PhD. You're one of the smartest people we know. You referred to Dr. Walensky as a mass murderer. What do you mean by that?
3: Well,
2: it's this this document is an open and shut piece of evidence that premeditated murder on a grand scale was is what we're looking at. Um, this document, you know, as they say in tech, this document proves it's not a it's not a bug. It's a feature. And I've used that phrase a lot in interviews since this bombshell report came out. This document shows that they knew this injection would kill babies that they knew this injection would cause spontaneous abortions. This was, again, April 20th, 2021. How many millions, if not billions, of childbearing age women or pregnant women or women who plan to get pregnant have been injected since they knew that it would kill babies at a dramatic rate, or cause babies to to have inability to breathe, right? I just, I wait, wait, let,
1: me, let me just so jump. Hang. On, let me just jump in here. You're saying in April, the twenty April of twenty one, it was in the first quarter, just after the first quarter of the Biden re- regime taking over. And your point is, knowing what these documents you say that, the, and these are their documents show. They could have waved off it right then or they could have said, hey, this trial is not going well. And we particularly with women, particularly with nursing women, they they had tons of alternatives, given it was really in the beginning of the ramp up of the rollout of the vaccine. Is that am I correct in that?
2: well i'm saying something much more serious you know i've said throughout that my teams keep finding evidence that pfizer was looking very deeply at reproduction pfizer was you know mating rats and that were vaccinated and then sacrificing them and then examining the cells of their sex organs right for a respiratory virus Pfizer was looking at women's menstruation and finding that they were ruining it in, um, you know, 20 different disgusting ways. So Pfizer was looking this report. It's not like, oh, we happen to see dead babies. They set out to the pregnancy, found the babies dying, and then they rolled it out on a scale.
0: Okay. They're having a break right there from the show. Does anybody want to make a comment? Bill, do you have any comments on what you've just heard? All
1: right, we'll go back to the interview. Um, tomorrow, Philip Patrick's going to join us. We're going to have an incredible two hours. Please, everybody, turn in, or at least watch it sometime over the weekend as per your homework assignment. Um, one of the things we're going to get into is gold and why the central banks throughout the world are buying it at rates never seen before and what this means with the BRICs, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, um, South Africa, and the rest of the developing world. Uh, is all going to looks like uh, some sort of resource backed or resource based gold standard from what the United States is doing. Um, also, there's a lot of activity. I can tell you back and forth for this meeting on I think it's Tuesday. This yes, the night, The meeting on Tuesday on the debt ceiling, and we're going to have a big homework assignment tomorrow. So make sure everybody checks in. Go to Birchgold.com/slash Bannon. The end of the dollar empire. We're in the second year of this, or maybe the third year of the discussion of this. And now we've got all the installments, all free. Just download the debt trap. It gets you uh, fully immersed in your role and function as a member of the creditors committee. And we're going to need you and you're going to need to understand this. So let's go. And you can also go and get your IRA, IRAs, 401ks, everything. Talk to Philip Patrick and his team about um, precious metals. We don't give you financial advice here. We just give you the macro. You've got to make your own decisions. So Naomi Wolf, um, you've got to keep it simple for me. And I mean, because this, you say it's a feature, not a bug. And you've got some pretty, and I want everybody to understand this is, and this book's incredible. And I know you've got a new edition out and it's just incredible. And you're into it all the time. This is 3,500 members of the war room with, uh, Amy Kelly, the chief operating officer over at Daily Cloud, plus all these, doctors and lawyers who volunteered, a total volunteer effort on something that is going to set the basis for setting things right, or at least understanding it. When you say it's a feature, not a bug,
2: what do you mean by that? Let me explain this just as clearly as I can. Um, If it's just a greedy company that is sloppy and cutting corners, if a report comes in showing dead babies spontaneous abortions, and that more than half of the moms exposed during pregnancy had either serious problems or catastrophic problems, um, you don't go ahead. You immediately pull this off the market. You certainly don't send the director of the CDC to say it's safe and effective and roll out a huge propaganda campaign lying to pregnant women saying that they have to get vaccinated in order to protect their babies. Also, when I say it's a feature, not a bug, this document shows two things no woman in America or in the world was told. One of them is that there is exposure. Pfizer defines exposure to the vaccine as occurring before pregnancy in a bunch of ways women were, were not told about, including having sex with their vaccinated husbands, that that could in some way harm the fetus. That's what Pfizer is saying here. And the other thing women were not told in any way, shape or form. In fact, we broke the story about five months ago from elsewhere in the Pfizer documents is that nursing your tiny newborn baby could poison your baby. And and in this document, and it's right there on dailycloud.io, don't take my word for it, the whole eight-page document is reproduced at the foot of this report. Read it. It it says exactly that, that these people knew that more than half of the moms and babies would have something horrible happen to them and that a a significant number of babies died, that there was a a catastrophic number of spontaneous abortions and, and other horrific problems that now two years later are the exact horrific problems like placentas falling apart, that independent midwives and fetal maternal medicine specialists like Dr. James Thorpe are saying they're seeing at scale in their practices. Two years ago, Pfizer knew this would happen, and they went ahead. So, what I'm trying to say is that the this injection causes these symptoms. Not as uh, look at the numbers. Just look for yourself, everyone. At the bottom of it says confidential in big letters, and then it says page two. And among uh, there were 458 cases lifted out, and of these, of maternal exposure to the vaccine of the 210 of them either had nothing bad happen or something bad happened that they write off with another category that they invent then they say of the remaining 248 cases most of them most of them more than 50 percent the most commonly reported um aes were uh off-label use pain um headache, abortion spontaneous, 51, fatigue, pyrexia, chills, myalgia, nausea, arthralgia, dizziness, malaise, lymphadenopathy, and asthenia, six cases of adverse events related to premature deliveries, fetal tachycardia, this racing heartbeat, a 29-year-old mom who was pregnant who had a rupture of membranes, a baby kiss of a fetus who received the vaccine across the placenta. They didn't tell you that would happen. We told you because of how lipid nanoparticles traverse the placenta. Pfizer knew when they were telling moms, this cannot cross the placenta, your baby is safe. Here's this tiny baby of unspecified gender, a disposable baby who's receiving the vaccination through the placenta and the mom had premature labor, a live infant was delivered, but passed away a day later. Cause of death was cited as extreme prematurity with severe respiratory distress and pneumothorax, exactly what um, nurse midwife Ellen Jasmer is saying she's seeing at scale now. Um, there's a baby, uh, thir- a 32 year old mom received the vaccine, second trimester, preterm premature rupture of membranes, premature baby. Outcome um, it was recovered, but but we don't know what happened to that baby a neonate patient's mother 37 years old um fetal exposure during pregnancy what does that even mean right they're not telling us premature baby less than 26 weeks respiratory distress and pneumothorax the leaking air out of the tiny lungs cause of death for the neonate newborn was premature baby less than 26 weeks and severe respiratory distress and pneumothorax And a 33-year-old mom had a preterm delivery at 24 weeks and two days via emergency C-section. The fetus experienced maternal exposure during pregnancy via transplacental route on an unspecified date. They didn't tell us it could cross the placenta. There were 53 reports of spontaneous abortion. This, like... This paragraph alone is why I say that it's, a, it's a feature, not a bug. 51 abortion, one abortionist. Um, of these reports, four cases were COVID positive and 13 cases had relevant medical history of endometriosis, abortion spontaneous. Um, one patient had a medical history of COVID-19. The remaining 39 cases are summarized in table one. Now, here are all the, all the dead babies, all the fetuses in this neutral little table, um, you know, Spontaneous abortion, spontaneous abortion, spontaneous abortion, uh, spontaneous abortion, spontaneous abortion, spontaneous abortion. abortion. So So and then there's the next page, page six, which is a chart of horrible things that happen to babies because they're breastfeeding and not anyone ever said you can transmit the vaccine through your breast milk and it will poison your baby, including very serious outcomes like skin exfoliation, as I mentioned, and vision blurred. And then there's 10 serious adverse events, eight month old baby, nine month old baby, 15 month old baby illness through breast milk, six months old, hospitalized three months old, most of the moms and babies, most of the moms and babies got horribly sick or the babies died or the fetus didn't make it to, to birth. So it's a it's a feature, not a bug. You have a, a, a vaccine or an injection, it's not a vaccine, in which literally most of the moms and babies that you're looking at are exposed in ways you're not telling the population, moms and babies can be exposed, And then you're exposing them through breast milk, which you keep
3: a secret also that the the exposure to the lipid nanoparticles, polyethylene
2: glycol, is in mom's breast milk now. And these babies are hospitalized and dying, and they can't breathe, and their tiny lungs aren't working. And their skin is peeling off, and their vision is blurred. And then you give this to Rochelle Walensky, this report. She goes, she calls the White House press conference and says, this is safe and effective. We recommend that pregnant women take this vaccine. Uh, you know, there is no way to conclude that they weren't looking at exactly these outcomes. There's no way to conclude that they wouldn't know that more than half of the moms exposed to this injection um, in ways they're not being honest to us about are going to have problems. That's what this says. Did, did Pfizer, real quickly, this, has Pfizer
1: responded to any of the reports that you put out uh, off of their data, off the information Absolutely. they were forced by a federal court? Remember, this information was supposed to be held for 75 years, we wouldn't be talking about this until almost the turn of the 21st century, the 22nd century. Did, 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 has, have they responded to any of your reports?
2: Um, so Pfizer has like thousands of lawyers and they could sue us for the rest of our lives. If there was anything wrong in these reports, we haven't had a single lawyer's letter. We haven't had a single even press response, spokesperson response, nothing. Have is it, it, Was
1: it Dr. Walensky's responsibility, got about a minute, was her responsibility to tell the American people about this, given that she Obviously. had this information? Obviously. Naomi, how do people get to Daily Cloud? We'll have you back on. I'll track you. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow morning. How do, how do people get to you, social media, how they get to the book, all of it?
2: Yeah. So the book is the War Room Daily Cloud Pfizer Documents Research Analysis Reports. It's on Amazon. Please get it because it'll save people's lives. It's already saving people's lives. Um, And you can look at all the reports for free on dailyclout.io. And this latest, again, see for yourself. It's all right there. Um, Amy Kelly's report 69 is right there on dailyclout.io. And uh, we do live in, you know, we, we,
0: I put the link to that in the header of this show. So if anybody wants to go read that report, it's freely available. And then you can get it in book form off of Amazon if you want a hard copy, or if you want the digital version on Kindle. So, what do you think, Bill?
4: Uh, hang on, Jenny. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can. I had trouble with my other device. Um, that's why I couldn't respond. I had to boot up my this device. Um, well, you know, Jenna. It's extremely disturbing, but I was looking. I recall sometime early in this, there was a Canadian doctor oriental looking with glasses who came out. Somehow he had this information. He was talking about the Pfizer trial and the deaths and the miscarriages and on and on and on. My recollection was he was suspended. Yeah,
0: I remember that. It was because they had a reported like 16 deaths in a 24-hour span in one Ontario hospital. And he decided to go public with that information because right. there would been so many babies die in one hospital. It wasn't just in Ontario. It was one hospital where normally they would see maybe one baby die every two months yeah. this is in a very short period of time. I can't remember his name either. It's been a couple of years. But I think he lost his license because he wouldn't shut up about it.
4: Yeah, in fact, I put a link in the live chat. Canadian doctor removed from hospital duty after speaking out about COVID vaccine side effects. This is May 31st, 2021. So, you know, not long after the vaccine rollout when you started to see these things, you know, relatively speaking. And, yeah, I remember seeing uh stuff online about this, you know, and I was like, oh, my God. And um, they buried it. And they went forward. It's, this is mass murder, and these these people need, I doubt they will ever be charges brought against them and prosecuted, but it's, it's I don't know what to say, Jenny, I'm, I'm just like, I lost a friend, Chris, and it's not a child, of course, but a 50-year-old, after a second shot, who had no comorbidities, I've known him most of my life, he started working for my dad when he was a teenager and about 12 years younger than me. And he had a massive coronary in a 7-Eleven parking lot. I talked to his mom. Apparently, he died before he hit the ground because he never put his hands out. He had no prior cardiac issues. And my stepsister's daughter, 38, healthy, was a BMX bike champion because my father had a bike shop, you know, so my dad gave her a bike. (laughs) And she was a great athlete and a swimmer. She died in her sleep. Yeah. I mean,
0: I can hardly hardly contain the overflow of my heart when I listen to these stories. And I mean, at the beginning of the show, before you showed up, I talked about how similar things were in motion around the H1N1 pandemic. And they had put similar uh, substances into that vaccine that would cause spontaneous abortions. to the point where there was a significant rise in miscarriages all over the world in 2010 Mm -hmm. because of that vaccine. And so I've watched this for so long and mm-hmm. then one of the whistleblowers talking about it. And it still guts me when I think about these young girls like my daughter and my daughter's in law who are having their babies right now. And just how are things going to be for them moving forward when I, as an activist, have almost zero influence on their choices? Zero. All of my kids got vaccinated. Except oh, right, all right. the in-laws. I have no choice on how they will choose to medicate or not medicate my own grandchildren. And because I'm, you know, kind of a, Oh, mom's little nuts on vaccines, you know, that's kind of the feeling. It's like, I have no influence on them. They're going to have to come to it in their own way and in their own time. Mm. And that's, that's been the hardest part is to just kind of sit on my hands and wait for them to get red pilled or woken up or something. Hopefully it, it won't take a tragedy to do it. They'll just realize, oh, my gosh, I've been played. And nobody wants to hear that they've been played. You know, nobody wants that reality. We all want to think we're smart and informed and into science and listening to the scientists and we're, we're scientific thinkers. You know, nobody wants to know that you've just been had by the biggest psyop that's ever been hoisted on humanity. And yet still, the babies are dropping like flies right now. And
4: it, it, just, it just guts me. Oh, me too. I mean, my my, my brother um, wouldn't listen to me. He's CEO of a winery out in California, and I was sending him these emails a long time I got kicked off Fablebook, of course, for doing this, you know, presenting information, talking about the good doctors that we know about from American Frontline Doctors, Frontline COVID Critical Care, and supporting it with things off the NIH PubMed site that I had found, you know before they buried yeah. some of that yeah. and and the American Journal of Therapeutics and on and on and so um, uh, and I was in a COVID group remember when Facebook had COVID groups you know and they and I was interacting with people and a woman uh, direct messaged me that her daughter um, was a college student and volleyball players she wanted to go back to college so she went and got vaccinated her mother tried to dissuade her from that and she got a severe case of shingles yeah but to go back to school they insisted she get another the second jab and i and and i was like oh my god i can you think you can talk her out of it she goes i don't know you know these young kids they want to go back to school they think they need to do this i'm trying to say it's not worth it wait you could always go back to school later, you know what I mean? But of course, they want to stay, you know, they have other desires and they're adult now. And you know what? I never heard from that woman again. And, and she said she'd keep in touch with me. And I I thought, oh my God, I hope she didn't lose her daughter or something tragic, you know what I mean? But of course, now, what else going I was think?
0: This to me is the, the horror, too, of how much control they've had on social media. Yeah. That we have formed these groups, support groups, and yeah. alliances and shared information. And when the various social media companies, and I think Facebook was the worst, just came in and gutted all of our groups, we had no way to be in contact with each other anymore. To know what's happened, and very few of us got phone numbers or even email addresses to be Mm -hmm. able to reach out. And so that that quelling of the conversation, Mm -hmm. which I also think we experienced right here on this show today, somebody somewhere bumped me out of this room. I don't think it was a glitch from my phone or the satellite. I think somebody intentionally did that. And that that feeling that they just have all power and they can come into your private spaces and your private conversations and, oh, we're not going to let you talk about that. We're going to just bump you out of your own space. That has been my walk since I started my blog in 2005, as I have tried to engage with people on the internet, including my own WordPress blog, which... What, what they did there is they made it impossible for me to have conversations with my own readers. They, they spammed me so hard with pornography and all of this junk in my comment section. I couldn't even have a comment, a conversation with my own readers. And, you know, it's, it's wonderful to think, you know, that I'm, I'm writing something and sharing something that has them that agitated, you know, that's a plus. When you're constantly feeling frustrated, sharing this message, that's so empowering. This is how you can have a healthy baby. This is how you can bypass. This is a workaround to all the machinations they have in place to ruin your life and deprive you of health and destroy any financial solvency you hope to have. These are the workarounds to that. And you know what, Bill? It's so simple when you really shake out what it takes to make a healthy baby, it is so simple, common sense, and and obvious. that you are like, oh, of course, that makes sense. I have to stay hydrated. I need to drink water. I need to, to exercise. I need to eat whole foods. I need to get enough sleep. This is common sense. And yet we have all these young women whose bodies are just being just wrecked with all the poison and you know there's a line in the in the book of revelations and talking about the whore of the earth the babylonian whore of the earth mm-hmm. and and the lord calls us john the revelator come out of her my people don't partake of her plagues come out of her we have free will we have free choice we can divorce ourselves from that system and go over to where it's green and verdant and healthy and whole and have our families But we have to have the courage to do that. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah prophesies that we will come with singing with our children in our arms and on our shoulders. We will come with singing to Zion to live this other reality. And that for those families who've stepped out of it, who've grasped their sovereignty and said, yeah, this is how I'm going to live my life. There is joy and peace and good health to be found there. And that has been my constant message for over 30 years come find the joy that's tied to this lifestyle because it's available and you have so much more power as a woman and as a mother a wife a couple you have so much power than you know and that first important step is just saying i don't have to participate in any of this crap this is a choice and i can walk away and that is my message is to just walk away
4: yeah, I, I. It's very heart wrenching when, you know, my brother uh, has kids, and you know he's one year younger than me, and he has kids, of course, that are grown up now. And due to a probate issue and other things, we don't keep really in touch much. So he may have grandkids for all I know now. My sister has kids, and they're old enough that her kids to have, you know, kids. But we're not in touch with one another, and so, you know, my my brother did. Email me the obituaries of Chris and then my stepsister and they were about 10 days apart. And so I called them up. He did pick up cause obviously his recent death in the family. And, and I said, Ricky, did you notice this is shortly within a, a couple of weeks after the second vaccine? And I said, and the both these deaths about 10 days apart. And of course none had major comorbidities and they're healthy. And the vaccine, he's like, Oh, I didn't think of that you know i was like yeah you know and but you know the, he, at one point he uh, told me to stop emailing him and then he didn't respond to my calls now as ceo of a winery in california obviously there gavin newsom he had he had to go along with it what was he going to do you know what i mean uh you know they were they were mandating it and um and I felt for him too, and all his co workers. I, I was like, oh my God. Because, you know, you and I saw these leaks and these documents, and, you know, you and I have been in touch, you know, uh, uh, on calling. Uh, I think I joined in June of this, you know, uh, Yeah, past I think we're, June. we're
0: coming up on a year.
4: Yeah. And you, here we are, even our own family wouldn't, we couldn't get through to them. And, course we love them and we care for them and we, we, we hate to see them have uh, uh you know any you know, illness or comorbidity or you know myocarditis pericarditis uh, blood clots stroke you know all the things we found out later in the vidra dump but this was in the, the leak in the trials that came out and and i remember i don't know if it's this doctor in this article but there was a doctor who somehow got some information and was citing a lot of this before um, the judge ordered it, you know? And I, I, you probably remember seeing that too, you know, and I think you're like making so. I've been following
0: this for decades. Yeah. This is nothing new. All they did with COVID is they jacked it up to the nth degree. It's been the most pernicious, the most deadly. And, mm. and like Naomi said, This is not a glitch. It's a feature. This was the goal. And it's been a genocide and a depopulation agenda for a long, long time. And the sooner that people can accept that, it helps them to just get better into reality. And Mm -hmm. then you can be a voice. And even if people don't respond to you in a positive way or say, oh, my gosh, thank you for sharing that information with me. The how helpful, even if they push you away, you still make a difference when you mm-hmm. speak out because you just put a little, little pin in their head saying, yes. okay, uh, yeah, this, there might be something here. And then they go looking for more data and there's plenty of data to find, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and if they have a dissociation response or I can't hear that, or I have to cut you out of my life, that's okay. You know? What I have done with my loved ones and and really everyone is I try to cover them in prayer and just say, Father, please watch over these loved ones, these friends, these family members who I know are getting these shots for their kids. And it's not just the COVID shots. It's also the regular childhood vaccines. There's tons of side effects with all of that. And it's all mingled together. Please, Father, if it be thy will, please help them help them to heal, help them to be protected, whatever it takes. And it's I just figure it's up to him who he allows to stay and to go. You know, we have a health code in my faith that's called the Word of Wisdom. And it was given to our prophet Joseph Smith in 1833. And it's why the Mormons don't drink alcohol. It's why we tend to stay away from things that are addictive. It says not to eat too much meat, but really focus in on fresh foods, and that grains are ordained to be the staff of life. It's why my family and I own a grain mill. We're constantly grinding and making everything from scratch. And in this code, in section 89, it talks about all the things you should do and also talks about some things you should not do. But it comes with a promise, and it's a very similar promise to what the Lord gave to Daniel and the three Hebrew slaves, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, He said, don't partake of the king's meat and wine. I want you to eat pulse. And the pulses back then basically were like birdseed. They were eating grains and seeds and beans in this concoction that they called pulse. And this is the food that our family tries to eat every day. And the final promise in our word of wisdom is this. And all saints who remember to keep and do these sayings, walking in obedience to the commandments. So we have to keep the commandments shall receive health in their navel, and marrow to their bones, and shall find wisdom and great treasures of knowledge, even hidden treasures, and shall run and not be weary, and shall walk and not faint. And I, the Lord, give unto them a promise, that the destroying angel shall pass by them as the children of Israel, and not slay them. Amen. I have held on to that health code as being an extra layer of protection for those who've been seduced and deceived by these conspiring men and women who are the gatekeepers of our health, that if we will keep these commandments, the 10 commandments, and then the laws of health, that heavenly father can protect us from these destroying angels in our midst seeking to deprive us of health and longevity and, and healthy babies and so while well, I'm I'm on board with the messaging that we just heard from Naomi Wolf, from Steve Bannon and from others who are Cassandra like out there yelling, you know, chicken little sky is falling, and that's important to be a whistleblower and to help to get the word out. There is an over overcompensating principle that I adhere to, and I hope others will too who listen to this, and that is Heavenly Father as the master of the universe as the master physician, is in charge. And if we will exercise our faith in Jesus Christ, come unto him, be perfected in him, he can heal us from anything. I believe that. I know that. And it's why I ultimately do not despair. It's why I still have hope for humanity, that many of us will live through this, come out on the other side healthy, will be able to reproduce have our families, have our grandchildren, and all will be well, but man, we are in the middle of a storm right now, and so I feel compelled to continue every day sharing the news, making my podcasts, writing my reports, sharing on social media, coming here to call in and talking to people like you, because I believe it's important, but I do not despair.
4: Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, all we can do is keep communicating, um, and those who will hear all here and, and see, we'll see, we, we don't have control over it, you know, and my friends, none of them want to talk to me about any of this, uh, guys I was talking to prior, I think they may have been vaccinated, so they really don't want, and they have partners that got vaccinated, so one stopped visiting me, did will not call me back and we had a, i didn't have any cross words with him or anything it's just i think he didn't have a choice you know the, the woman he's with was like you're not going to go see billy because billy's unvaccinated and of course they put the fear of god in everybody that they can get sick from the unvaccinated you know what i mean it's absolute uh, yeah, insanity. I know,
0: you, I know what you mean believe me yeah
4: My so husband what i,
0: and I are unvaccinated and we have been
4: the lepers in our world, the unclean. Yes, I know how that is. Yeah. Now, what I, I wanted to also share along those lines, a couple of quick things up in the live chat, Jenny. One is the first one is starting from the top is a PubMed uh, medical journal for people who don't know. It's open access, meaning you don't have to be a doctor to access it. It's in the National Institute of Health library. And, this is important for what's coming up. because Now, keep in mind, there's a couple of things. Let me put this in context. They had a tabletop exercise before COVID called Event 201, right? You know this, Jenny, yeah. right? couple of months, right? Now, since they've, I think it's roughly two and a half months ago, they had an exercise called Catastrophic Contagion. And this, when I say they, I mean, John Hopkins, they're always involved. You know I mean? The Gates Foundation, you know, CDC, the players, you know, the World Health Organization. So this, they met in Brussels. And the catastrophic contagion is, you know, big scary words, right? Catastrophic contagion. And last time it was SARS, right? This time um, it's Sears. Severe epidemic, another two big scary words, and terror virus respiratory syndrome. And it's supposedly, you know, they're in their exercise. We'll see how they played out is related to the polio virus and will give children polio and brain damage. Okay. You know, so it's big scary, you know, frightening thing, right? Well, what's very interesting is the, in PubMed, they knew in 2010, That zinc and zinc ionophores are effective, and that's what's the link, versus coronavirus, versus arterivirus, RNA virus, and if you read the abstract, even polio virus. So... I put that in the link because for any parents who are going to be frightened and feel like, "Oh my God, now I have to get my kid vaccinated because they're going to have a brain damage and polio." Well, first of all, if you know anything about the polio virus, m- most people get it don't get par- paralysis. You know what I mean? Not everybody who gets polio gets paralysis. That's that's a that's miss. You know, the, um, that's not true. You know, um, centers do, but. Um, you know, what does God tell us? And the the fruits of the trees, you know, the herbs, the grasses. There's our medicine. Well, obviously, zinc and zinc ionophores are are present in um, many foods. Zinc and 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 supplements you can pick up. And people, well, what's an ionophore? Well, ionophore is something that charges the zinc to get it inside the cell that needs to be charged. Um, and it's inside the cell is where it thwarts the viral replication. If you don't add an ionophore to it, it'll float around your bloodstream, which can be well, helpful I for other things. I think that one of the best
0: ionophores is the pithy part of an orange. Kind of the white outer, you know, part of an orange has a lot okay. of that in it, and it acts as a catalyst to get the zinc into the cells. What have you heard? What-
4: Well, I'm glad you told me that. I hadn't heard that. What what I was using with turmeric is an ionophore. Yes. Black seed is an ionophore. Green tea extract, you know. Now, the interesting thing about turmeric and black seed, they're common spices, of course, in India and Pakistan, you know. And black seed, uh, Dr. Mo Bean did a breakdown on this. He has a YouTube channel on black seed and uh, honey. Being very effective versus COVID in a in a hospital trial, and black seed actually, when he breaks it down, has hydroxychloroquine in it, has zinc in it, has vitamin C in it. It's are like. Saying,
0: are you saying flaxseed with an F? Or no, I'm saying black, black
4: like the color, black seed.
0: What is, what is black seed? I've never heard of that.
4: Black seed is actually a, it's a, it's a seed of a plant and uh you can buy it as a seed and grind it up yourself or you can buy it already ground up which or you can buy a tincture you know i i bought i think i got a pound pound of black seed uh for around 16 dollars through Vitacost, um and it comes in a big tub you know and then i've seen it since for like 14 bucks i can't remember where i saw that it may have been amazon but anyway um and I bought it ground up cause I don't, I didn't want to have to buy a grinder. I didn't have any space. I'm in one room. And so, um, it's a spy And Dr. Mo Bean talks about it. He says, boy, when we were kids growing up in Pakistan, mom had us all take a pinch of this every morning, you know, with our breakfast and, you know, it's the easiest way to do it. Is sprinkle it on something or put it in a drink. You know what I mean? It's kind of spicy. It's not hot. It's not like hot pepper, but it's, it's, it's kind of spicy. It's black of course. And, um, he said, boy, she said this kills everything, but death." <laughs> you know, in other words, it's so effective. That's, <laughs> yeah.
3: For me, that's turmeric.
0: I'm constantly putting turmeric in everything. I, mm-hmm. I use a lot of flax seeds, brown and golden. I'm constantly mm-hmm. grinding those up and throwing them in oatmeal and various savory dishes. And, you know, this, mm-hmm. these are the substances that contain the essential fatty acids that you need for proper brain function. And they just nourish with all of the important elements that you need. And I like to get my nutrients from food over supplements. I think supplements are great, but they're very expensive. And I like getting our nutrients from our food. I think it's just a better way for most people. But um, any other things you wanna share? I'm gonna wind down pretty soon. And it looks like Sid's here. Do you wanna contribute anything, Sid?
4: Well, I, 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 can cover a couple of quick things. I don't know if Sid wants to talk about because I'm looking at the live chat so I can share quickly. Um, as far as, uh, breaking down spike protein, if you've been vaccinated, there's a link to two medical journals. One is Nat, Natokinase, which is a, Product of fermented tofu. It's a Japanese product. And there's actually a medical journal article that shows that it does break down spike protein. And then N acetylcysteine and bromelain. And so that's another um, uh, article of the NIH site. And so that's the, the second and third one down. And then if we go down, there's the article on the doctor, and then we go a little further. And there's Dr. John Campbell interviewing the UK uh, parliamentarian, the MP Andrew Bridgen on the uh, proposed who pandemic treaty and uh, uh, international health regulation amendments. That vote's going to happen May 24th, you know? Did he, and
0: did he get booted out of parliament? Cause I heard that he got booted out.
4: Yeah, I'm going to, I was going to get there. At, first of all, yeah, yeah, no, very good. Yes, what happened was he gave his argument. Uh, you know, first of all, he was instrumental to bringing the debate to Parliament because he had to get over a hundred thousand signatures. They got somewhere around one hundred fifty-eight thousand, and um, no one questioned him or debated him that I saw. But it, he didn't get booted supposedly for for what he said in Parliament. What they booted him for was he retweeted a cardiologist's tweet, and that was that. The COVID vaccine was the greatest uh, crime against humanity since the Holocaust. And which indeed it has been, if you think of the millions who died that we're not hearing about, because of course, VARES and the, their yellow card system only, in Europe, only reports a fraction. You know what I mean? We know that from the Harvard Pilgrim study on VARE's I can't remember when that was done. Some over a decade ago, if not more, like fifteen years ago. And um, you remember that, and that it only accounts for one percent of vaccine adverse events. Uh, you know, for all vaccines up to that point. So that's the system they're using. So um the the allegation is that retweet was anti-Semitic, and he <laughs> bizarre, yeah. That's why they booted him. Absolute Tory party booted him for that. And he actually got over 25 Jewish doctors to sign a letter saying, no, it's not anti-Semitic at all. You know, it's just, he's he, he even said, he and now in Dr. John Campbell, he interviews him about all this. Dr. John Campbell, that's the video I put in on Dr. John. And uh, YouTube took that video down and gave Dr. John Campbell a strike where he couldn't put anything up for a week for interviewing Andrew Bridgen on this. Prior to that, Dr. John uh, did, uh, for example, what the comments Andrew Bridgen made in Parliament, you can find online. That's not taken down. And neither is Dr. John's on just, you know, covering that, which Dr. John really didn't cover comment much he superimposed himself in that video up on the left of the video and used facial expressions like nods and you know agreement you know facial expression because of course he didn't want to be censored you know or and strict get a strike but then he when he interviewed Andrew Bridgen about Andrew Bridgen getting kicked out of the Tory party that's what they took his video down and hit him with a strike so he hasn't been able to do anything for a week so there's links in there and then there's um the WHO Pandemic Treaty, there's an article from the expose on that, how it's a clear present threat to democracy, and then there's children's health defense news on that. That obviously that's Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s uh site. It's uh the huge grab of power, UK Parliament member, uh uh, warns against WHO pandemic treaty HR members. Now there's an embedded video on that, so you got you got the you got what Andrew Bridgen said in there, and then you got Dr. John interviewing Andrew Bridgen. I went to I use Yandex as a browser, and I found that um, bitcute, bitcute, b i t c h u t e. So I put, it's in your live chat. Now, real quick, because I know you want to wrap this up, but why is this critical? Because we saw what happened with this. The, now, the international health regulations have been in existence through the WHO since 2005, but the, as recommendations, right? Not binding, you know what I mean? Okay. Nobody well, states. no man, well, yeah, well, you know, we saw what they did, but. That had to do with our governments deciding to do that, and, of course, Sotomayor, her fraud before the court, citing of all these kids who were in the hospital or died of the nonsense. that was no statistics to prove that, but that's how the courts played it. Um, now, the, the International Health Regulation Amendments in Article 3 take away sovereign rights of individuals for their health care and all the member states... If they, this goes through, it'll be under what they call equity, whatever, and that what that means is. Now, the who's just a mouthpiece for their biggest private donors, frankly, which far exceed all the countries, what they contribute, and that is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, tied in with Big Pharma, oh, that includes... Gavi, which is a non-government organization, vaccine organization, Gavi, G-A-V-I, right? Do you know what that stands for, Gavi? Uh, uh, I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. And then there's, uh, the Wellness Fund, I think, and the Rockefeller Foundation. And all those together, they contribute more money than all the member nations by far. And then you can hear Andrew Bridgen talks about that. And as he said, it's he who pays the piper. You know, the piper plays the tune they want. You know what I mean? So that's what's been happening. And so if this goes through, it's going to be they've removed the words non-binding, which were in the 2005 International Health Regulations. By removing the words non-binding, it's then binding. Without the words non-binding, it's binding. And the other alarming thing, Jenny, really alarming is that, uh, what's his name, Tedros, or whoever's heart of, head of the who at that time, he'll be the mouthpiece. And whatever these people decide, okay, is going to be, they're going to be the arbiter of what alleged medical science is and what misinformation and disinformation is. It will be, they will be the final word. Okay, and that is very alarming and frightening. And also, it won't, it'll be any international, uh, uh, let me think how they phrase it, anything of international concern health-wise, anything. It could be something they that they suppose or believe, doesn't even have to be any, uh, like, Real, well, they never had any concrete evidence on this anyway. The PCR test, you know, uh, Carrie Mullis never designed it to to diagnose the disease. The Nobel Prize-winning scientist who who designed it, so so they can pill up the PCR test again or anything they want and build a policy on it. It could be starting in animals, and then they're going to say, okay, we're going to have to have, you know, shut down closures of schools you know mass, vaccine uh, passports blah 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 or and they can say okay this issue around the environment this climatic change has become something of international concern for the health and well-being of all the people on the world and then because, because it's that broad spectrum so then they could again uh cause uh lockdowns is what i'm looking for you know it, it's not just a health issue to people that they can start acting uh, with this broad overreach and because under the equity, go ahead. I'm sorry. I've
0: called it a worldwide medical police state.
4: Yes, that's what it would be. It'd be a huge grab of power. And, if they Okay, now consider the last one was like, oh, if you didn't get vaccinated, you're killing grandma. You know what I mean? Or grandpa. Remember that? It's like, you know, the greatest generation if you don't get vaccinated. What it turns out, as you know, and I know now, we knew then, is that this vaccine was even tested to stop transmission. That came out in the European Parliament when, I can't remember, the woman from Pfizer uh, finally came out. She goes, well, we had to move at the speed of science. And no, we didn't test uh, for transmission. And then not only that, we learn now it never stops disease. It it can't because the antibodies it produces are in the blood. But if you're trying to stop an aerosol virus, you have to improve the antibodies where? In the mucous membranes of the nose, mouth, and eyes, which it doesn't even do. So it can't even stop transmission. You know,
0: No, and they've known this about coronaviruses since they started studying them.
4: Absolutely.
0: smoke and mirrors. Now, the whole thing is just a big hoax and i look forward to it be fully being fully exposed uh robert kennedy junior went on the all in pod on friday and uh-huh. he talked about the simpsonwood uh story i don't know if you've heard this uh, around autism and simpsonwood georgia there were a bunch of people from the cdc and other uh public health groups who came together and they had the data that in fact the the childhood vaccines did cause autism
4: absolutely
0: and yes. so he he published this in Rolling Stone magazine, and he talked about wow. how he worked with Jake Tapper, the CNN guy, to mm-hmm. do a CNN story at the same time that he was going to roll out his big Rolling Stone story. He said the day before they were ready to go, Jake called him, and they'd worked for 21 days writing the story. And Jake said, "I I, I can't do it. Corporate has come down and said we cannot go forward with this story." Wow. And so he said it was the first time that ever happened to him in his career. And Robert said that ended my relationship with Jake. And then he went on to talk about Roger Ailes and Fox News and how upwards of 75% of Fox News is is funded by uh, pharmaceutical Five, companies. Uh-huh. And he said if Roger was to allow any of the sort of data that he was writing and putting together back in the day. Uh, He would have gotten a call from Rupert Murdoch within 10 minutes and fired Mm -hmm. the host that brought that information on, shut it down. And Roger felt like he could not stand up to the pharmaceutical companies back when he was the head of Fox. And now you've got Rupert Murdoch and his kids running Fox and firing people like Tucker Carlson, Mm -hmm. who has been doing some mighty work in this sphere. Mm -hmm. Did you watch his interview with Ed Dowd?
4: I didn't, but I did see, um, I think Jimmy Durick and Aaron Mate on Aaron Mate sending for Jimmy or they covered, uh, uh, Tucker firing. And one of the things I brought out is what the allegory he made between the Vax. You know, he, he didn't cite vaccine, but he said something. Imagine a company that's sponsoring, you know, the media. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course, um, saying you have to take their product and buy their product or you, you're going to lose your job. You know what I mean? Or, you know, he made that allegory without actually saying the vaccine. Um, and we know, obviously, it wasn't the, uh, uh, what's the voting comp, uh, the machine company again, the voting machine company, um, that, uh, yeah, it wasn't the Dominion issue that got him fired, really, because he invited Sidney Powell, Trump's attorney, to come on the show. He said, we'll give you a whole segment or more if you need it, to bring evidence of voter fraud through Dominion. And she never did. So and he, uh, when she didn't, then he made a, a, a point of making sure his audience knew that. You know, we invite her to come in with evidence. She hasn't done it and She is not responding any longer to us, so obviously there's nothing libelous about that regarding Dominion. If anything, it it kind of gives Dominion some cred, you know. In other words, the Trump's attorney didn't come forward with any evidence, so that's not the reason he got fired. I believe it's what he said about the vaccine of uh, uh, the pharmaceutical companies, you know, the, his allegory made. I didn't see his interview with that doubt, so please expand I, I, I on, on that. I highly recommend
0: you watch that and everybody listening on the replay. Go watch Ed Dowd on Tucker Carlson. It was about a month ago. It was not on his nightly show. It was on that special show he does where he has one-on-one interviews for like an hour. Yeah. uh And Ed Ed Dowd came at COVID from the perspective of someone who just juggles numbers. He's a Wall Street guy.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know Ed Dowd. Yeah,
0: He was noticing an uptick in untimely deaths tied to the insurance companies and they always have a certain number of deaths that they anticipate you know but if, if it goes much above that it's a glitch and they're like okay what's causing this he said the untimely deaths in 2021 and 2022 outmatched anything that had ever been seen before in recorded history and so he started his own investigation came to believe that these deaths were in fact being caused by vaccine side effects Mm -hmm. and then started hollering and he's written a book. And I, I just think he's got some credibility as just a, you know, numbers guy insider used to work for BlackRock, if you can believe it, but he had had the respect of his industry because he had called the 2008 financial meltdown before anybody else. And then some other things that just, he knows his industry inside and out. And then he started, he reached out to these heads of these insurance companies to point out their own data to them. And he said, they didn't want to hear it, which is to me, the, the craziest side of the story. He organized a call for everybody to call in. He only had 25 people show up. Most of them were not the CEOs. They were just kind of underlings showed up. He did have five who said they were willing to go on the record as whistleblowers to share their data. And that's coming. But his whole thing is we need to get people to stop rolling up their sleeves. That is priority one. Number one, stop the shot today. Just stop it. And and then after that, we can deal with, with the fallout and, and who did what, where, when did you know, who can we hold accountable that will come later right now. The goal should be to stop administering this vaccine to everybody. Yeah. And So I agree with that. That's why I did the show. That's why I did the show. The minute I watched This interview with Steve Bannon and Naomi Wolf, Mm -hmm. they are at the front line of this whole thing, hollering as loudly as they can. And I invite anybody listening to join in the chorus of voices. You could save a life.
4: Yeah. Have you ever heard Dr. Jane Ruby? And um, she was on Telegram and she uh, she goes on to Stu Peters. Oh, I love Stu
0: Peters. Yeah. No, I haven't heard of her, but I've heard of Stu
4: she used to be on the show a lot and then she kind of went off on her own occasionally he would still have her in, but this all came out and even a lot more with Karen Kingston who used to work in, in, in the pharmaceutical industry as a data analysis and Karen Kingston pulls up all shockingly, just like Dr. David Martin, who does a red pill circuit, all these patents that go way back, you know, shockingly how far back they go on, 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 uh, mRNA vaccines and, and, uh, spike protein and all these other things that have been patented. Uh, I don't recall all the individual details about these patents, but Karen Kingston and I get her emails and, um, and Dr. Dave Martin, of course, uh, was an analyst who was on, uh, dark horse. I saw, and also, you know, doctor, I'm sorry, the lawyer, uh, who did the, um, with a group of doctors. Oh, what's his name? I could see him. I haven't watched anything from him in a long time. He's an attorney. Is
3: Dark Horse the Brett
4: Weinstein show? Yeah, Brett Weinstein. Yeah, with Steve Kirsch and Brett Weinstein. I just don't and have
0: time to watch all of these individuals. I know. There's too many of no.
4: them. Yeah, but they were, I, I understand. They, In fact, Brett Weinstein had Dr. Malone on and Steve Kirsch and him. And they did a five hour segment early on in this. Uh, and I, can't, it's been a blur the last three years. I can't tell you exactly when they did it, but they were on the cutting edge and that was taken down by YouTube. And then you could only find segments of it. Of course, if you go to BitChute or although I haven't looked for it there or rumble, you may find the whole thing. You know what I mean? Um, but that was, that was a five hour one. And, uh, then, of course, we have to remember Ron Johnson out of Wisconsin and his, all the, uh, the hearings, uh, yeah. the hearings that mainstream media just completely, you know, uh, ignored and, and blackballed. And then there was, uh, Ron DeSantis and Joseph Lanapo and their, their, you know, information that got, you know, eliminated. Mm-hmm. Right now, obviously the mainstream media is, is, completely co-opted you know by the corporatocracy um and and you're not we're not it's really sad it's and even youtube has said they limited 70 percent of what they call controversial content i mean we're just burning the books right jenny i mean just like the memory hole it's crazy
3: send it all down the memory
0: hole it's why i believe robert jumping into the democrat primary is so important because he has a voice and now he has a big platform. And it's interesting watching the journalists react to him who have been complicit because they almost don't know how to handle his messaging. It's why I was so proud of the All In Pod guys, those four uh, VC capitalists out of San Francisco, inviting him onto their show and just handing him the microphone and saying, you know, say whatever you want, asking good questions, solid questions. It was thrilling to watch. They held him on there for two hours. Normally, they only do an hour long pod. So yeah, that's wow. another one people would want to go check out. I put a link to that on my own oh, Substack okay. on uh, HealthyFamilies.substack.com. If people want a clip of that, I put it in my video this morning, and then also a link to the whole show on on YouTube. That has not been censored, which I think is good news. But um, it's it's revving up right now, Bill. It's going to get so exciting because they just can't censor us for too much longer. Uh, We've got Elon opening Twitter up beautifully and with uh, Substack and other spaces devoted to free speech. Uh, I really think this Rochelle Walensky firing is a harbinger of good news because it tells you they felt like they had to do something. Now, whether she pops up on a board or MSNBC or whatever is neither here nor there, but she knows what she did. And so whether it was done under duress or she was all in or whatever, she needs to be held accountable for what she said to all the pregnant women in America over the last three years. And I, I look forward to that happening.
4: I hope so. Um, I don't know. I think the farmer is going to be powerful enough through the Congress to kind of quash it. Unfortunately, what we're going to see and we continue to see is this bifurcation of society. Those who seek social media and alternative platforms get messaging that is not brought forward on the mainstream media. The mainstream media. Uh, considers all those that social media disinformation misinformation and so we get this huge bifurcation and and that's the intent obviously and so uh, unfortunately it's you know jesus didn't he say i did not come to bring peace but a sword you know this is what's happening this is we're in times of revelations i believe but with that in mind I, i thought of have you if anyone's interested in what's going on in australia and that's important because that's where the CIA and everything—it's—it's it's an island, and that's where they're going hard and fast. You know what I mean? Um, and and you know, with COVID camps they had, and and putting people in and these COVID camps, they actually did it there. Unlike in New York, where you know it was proposed and then the legislation didn't pass, et cetera, they actually did it in Australia. So uh, there's 500, a li- Five hundred
0: Australians stood up this past week and filed a class action lawsuit. And so in a lawsuit, you have findings and you have evidence and you have um, cross-examination. And I see all of the truth coming out eventually in these court cases. And so um, I'm excited that they took that on and they're gonna see it through. And while I do think Australia and New Zealand were probably the worst of all of the countries, In terms of their lockdown, uh, the New Zealand president had to resign and she's gone. Jacinda, I think was her name, you know, and she she said, I just didn't have the heart to do this anymore. I'm sure she doesn't. You know, there's a whole lot of people who are dead because of her policies. So I I see accountability around the corner. I'm going to make a prediction, Bill. I think Trump is going to ask Robert Kennedy Jr. to be his running mate. And that the two of them together with a new Justice Department in 2024 will bring some accountability to the country, to the world. I, I see them doing that, and um, that's where my hope is.
4: Well, you know, when he was in office, he actually brought, for a, a period of time, he brought Robert Kennedy Jr. in as a consultant on this. And initially, and when he was running... He was he was talking with Kennedy. In my recollection, the autism issue came up. It seemed like Trump was kind of anti vax. But then, well, of course, he definitely
3: yeah. invited
0: him to Trump Tower. They had a meeting. Right. People right. came out later and they were grilling uh, his, was it Sanders? It was the new governor of Arkansas. She was the press secretary. They were grilling her. You know, what's going on? What's Kennedy doing in there, meeting with Trump? Does Trump, you know, think vaccines cause autism? They really got in her face about it. And she, mm. she was just kind of like, you know, he talks to everybody. He's talking to all, all sorts of people. But, you know, the Kennedy relationship with President Trump goes back decades. And especially for um, Bobby Kennedy Jr., not Bobby, um, John, you know, before he, he died, there was a very close relationship between those two. And so um, I just see that as a possibility and that if Robert comes up and just kind of helps to squash the other Democrat candidates, especially Joe Biden, but everybody who throws their hat in the ring wins the nomination, perhaps, and then Trump's like, screw it, we'll just just have Robert be my running mate. And just, you know, this is a populist move, and I see it being anti-war and pro-family and them having, I just watched Trump's announcement on what he wants to do with higher ed. Did you watch this video? No. It was freaking brilliant. Four minutes of him just laying out his policies of how he wants to reform our institutions, our universities, colleges, high schools. And I'm not going to tell you what he said. Just go watch it. Four minutes of Trump saying, this is what I'm going to do. And you know what, Bill? It's going to work and it will fix everything everything. It'll bring the costs down. It'll make universities just more equitable in a real way, ideologically. It'll get rid of all the Marxism that's just so pernicious. And I I was so excited when I watched it last week. I was like, man, this is just beautiful. So these are the reasons why I do not despair. I have great hope in where our country is headed. I do think we're on the edge of a cliff. We might see some economic collapse we might even see some nukes or some sort of a war but i do not despair because i think there is hope around the corner and that is what i'm focused on so thank you for stopping by and talking and sharing all of your mighty links and your views any final words before i cut it off
4: well you know it's uh... More will be revealed. Ron DeSantis, obviously Joseph have uh, been very good around this issue, and they did form uh, like an intelligence committee to um, basically the the agenda there was to counter the misinformation disinformation coming from where the FDA and the CDC,
3: right?
4: <laughs> you know, and uh, so Latipo is such a great
0: spokesperson Mm -hmm. because he is so soft-spoken yet so Mm -hmm. brilliant and he's willing to just lay out the facts and he doesn't care if you agree with him or not and he's kind of got a little smile and quirk in his you know blink gleam in his eye as he talks you know like well yeah but these are the facts and i i really appreciate that sort of a calm presence sharing this sort of information because he's just what we need
4: yeah, so hopefully, um, it, it, however it works out, hopefully the the right people, including Ron Johnson, are somehow integrated into the future cabinet of whoever becomes president. And obviously Robert Kennedy, uh, if, whether it be as a consultant or whatever, um, as th- this is what we need, obviously. Uh, and uh, I'm praying that it... Uh, they got a big loggerhead against them with with Big Pharma and The Who and everything, all those non-government organizations that we talked about uh, and the huge amount of money they contribute, more than all the countries combined. Uh, uh, of course, this is all backed by the UN, by the EU, by the World Economic Forum, so there's this monstrous you know uh i'll call it evil that uh hopefully uh these good men uh uh, of of good spirit along with steve bannon and and can do something i'm uh it's it's a battle isn't it jenny of good and evil you know
3: it does
0: it does feel like frodo and sam about to throw the ring into the fire and gollum's there chewing the fingers off and you know doing his thing. And it, it does feel like we're on the precipice. But like I said, I, I, I feel like every individual person still has free will over their own body, their own mind, the choices you make every day and how to take care of your body, whether you will drug it or whether you will try to get your nutrients from food. Everybody has choice. And so I would encourage those who are listening to look at your own life and ways that you can improve things for yourself, for your minor children for your spouse. I encourage all the moms to get back in their kitchens and do the real work of mothering, which is in fact, cooking for your family. That has constantly been my message. And boy, Bill, that has generated some hate, like you would not believe from the feminists out there on the internet. They hate that message, but it's always been my message. Mom, get your butt back in the kitchen and make some food for your family.
3: And boy, that's,
0: that's where your power lies.
4: You just uh, uh, made me remember something, Jenny. I, I'd like to add one more quick thing, if I can, regarding foods. No Doctor Se- Doctor Senef S C N is a Nancy E F F out of MIT. She's been very strong, along with um, Doctor Peter McCullough. Regarding the vaccine issue, they put out a 40-page paper and the side effects. But also, she's been adamant for a long time about eliminating glyphosate, which is the weed uh, herbicide and, and Roundup that is sprayed on all our commercial grains and produce, because that way the factory farmers don't have to battle the weeds. Gly- eliminating glyphosates. Which destroyed gut bacteria where immune system, you know, 70% of our immune system is, is nurtured and comes from our gut, of course. Glyphosates, fungicides, um, and she actually did sort of a round table YouTube video with two other women that I didn't have a chance to watch yet, but, it, you no, know, if we're going to build a house, right, we have to start with a strong foundation, strong foundation being a f- strong Im- innate immune system and, you know, T killer cell immune system. And so our foods if, are so important, as you know, Jenny, and obviously that means to eliminate glyphosates, the, herb- the herb- herbicide and the fungicides, it means going organic. You know what I mean? Ultimately, if possible, as much as. mm
3: Non-GMO.
4: Right.
0: I just put in another supply of food. 25-pound bags of whole kamut purchased straight from the farmers. Non-GMO, organic, non-hybrid. Wheat Mm. that we grind up fresh to make all of our breadstuffs. 100% whole grain. We make pancakes, muffins, bagels, waffles, muffins, cookies, pizza, all kinds of stuff with this grain. I constantly add other things to it to up the nutrients, seeds, seed, seed uh, meal, cook it with organic oils, fresh fruits and vegetables. I mean, if we do one thing right in this house, it is the food. And you know what? It is joyful to bypass the the gatekeepers in the food companies who take our, our You know, just denatured foods and throw in tons of sugar and chemicals, package it up in plastic and sell it to us for top dollar. This stuff's expensive. And when moms and dads take on the task of either crafting their own food, and I mean like getting a cow and some chickens and growing their own fruits and vegetables and potatoes and grains, uh, that is where your power is. That is where you can save so much money. And you come up with these kids and they're so healthy and whole and beautiful and smart. And I see these little ones all over the place. Whenever I go out who they have the the flush on their cheeks, indicating toxicity and the little sterk bites on the back of their necks, indicating their vaccine damage. And they have trouble with their balance and putting a thought together and saying things. And, you know, I love children. I'm not judging the moms or the dads for their choices. And I ache for these little babies whenever I cross paths for them. But I'm so weary of it. I'm so weary of it. I want to see it healthy, whole, beautiful babies who can hold their heads up, who are strong. And it, it's it's heartening to see the the moms and dads online. There's a new trend called the Trad Wife Movement. And if you do hashtag Trad Wife, like traditional lives, you can see some of their Instagram channels and other spaces where these people have pushed away from the chemical juggernaut and are raising these holistic kids. And you can see it in the health of these babies. They are beautiful and healthy and whole and pink, pink cheeks, glowing eyes. And that is a living testimony to what is possible. And the hellscape that so many parents are living right now with sick and disabled children, it just, it never stops. Whether it's the money, the costs associated with having a sick child or just the daily grind of dealing with a child who's autistic, who screams or won't sleep, rubs their poop all over the walls. This is a nightmare for so many families and it's absolutely preventable. And, th- and again, that's where my messaging comes in. Don't wait until you have a sick husband or sick kids before you go into your kitchen and say, Hmm, maybe what I do here every day is kind of important.
3: Oh, so Jenny, this.
4: Uh, along those lines, I, I recall one more thing while re- you were talking triggered another thought. Real quick, they are injecting already cattle, although the Cattle Association said not not so, but it's it's leaked out they have been with mRNA platform vaccines I for saw that. Uh, yes, and oh my God, it's not. There's it in the
0: there, chicken feed. Yep, I know. I've, I've spent some time in prayer around this because we do eat some animal foods here and there. And what I felt from the Lord is that, yes, they're doing this. They've been poisoning the foodstuffs for years, the animals, the antibiotics they give the animals. And what I felt from the Lord is if I would pray over my food, daily blessing, that he could help. It wouldn't, it wouldn't like take it away, the effect of this stuff, but it would help. And so if we can eat our food in prayer, thankfulness, gratitude, that, that will go a long way. It, it doesn't serve anybody to freak out and say, okay, I can't eat any more butter or cheese or milk or any of these foods. Cause they're all poisoned all the time. You know, you can buy the horizon milk. It's, it's organic and it's a little bit more expensive. I don't know that they would ever allow this, but I don't know. I don't know. It's so pernicious.
4: I, I think I was watching Glenn Beck, and I think he has a source. I don't eat meat myself. You know, I've been a vegetarian a long time, but I recall watching Glenn Beck, and I think he has a source, and there are sources of, of cattlemen who are committed to not using all these chemicals and vaccines and all that. And I, I don't know, sing, you know, but you might uh, – There, it may not be – I, I don't know. It just be something to explore for meat eaters. I would. I, you know, I would look into if I was a meat eater myself yeah. to try and that. Uh, but anyway, just a thought. I, yeah, know, I'm just...
0: No, and it's, it's, I just don't want to get paranoid, unduly paranoid, <laughs> any more paranoid than I already am, if that makes sense. Um, I want to be as wise as a serpent, as gentle as a dove, but I also don't want to be in, you know, c- cuckoo land where I... I'm so paranoid because I've been there and that honestly was the precursor to my original mental health episode was this paranoia about food. And, uh, I was starving myself while I was breastfeeding and it, it was not a good place to be. So I, I'm committed to just taking it one step at a time. If I get some evidence that a particular company, That I purchase their food or whatever, but like I said, ninety percent of the food we eat, I'm crafting it from these whole grains, so I'm not going to freak out. But we do eat animal foods. I buy butter, I buy milk and cheese, and uh, we just hope for the best, right?
4: Well, there, okay, there, there may not be legislation to require disclosure on this. I I forget which state was trying to get it passed through. I don't think they managed, but there may be some cattlemen and people doing dairy who take it upon themselves as because they don't want to use the injections um which can transfer that you know to the people who eat it. Also they don't want to use it on their animals, want healthier animals. And they may, I don't know because I don't eat those foods. Honestly, they they may voluntarily You know, mark their stuff. You know, just like you have non-GMO foods, they may, they may, Jenny. Of course, it's not something I'm exploring because I don't eat those foods. But they may, you may find some sourcing of people who are like, look, I'm proud of the fact I don't use those things, and my my cattle are free range, and my chickens are, or whatever, and or you may find a local farmer or whatever, and uh, at farmer's market or somewhere, and uh, or a co-op. Where it's not about freaking out, it's just about sourcing out a choice, and uh, and certainly, I think the, some of those people who who raise their animals that way also recognize it would be helpful for their marketing because their 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 clients are going to want to know, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, so it, it's I'm not um, I'm not how would I say? I don't think it's about neurosis, it's just about the choice, you know, yeah. Look like, like, just, you know what I mean?
0: Just yeah. picking your battles and where do you want to put your energy in. Right, right, you know, right. Whether you're, you're freaking out about the stuff that's in the air, you know, whether or not you're being poisoned in the air, or chemicals on the lawn or whatever. We can all do things to help protect ourselves, but at the end of the day we have to breathe the air that's around us and drink the water and eat the foods and then hope for the best, so... Thank you so much, Bill, for your participation and to all who showed up either now live or who listen downstream on the replay. I really appreciate your insights and thoughts, and I hope everybody just has a great day.
4: Thank you, Jenny. All right. Great great to be here.